I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 241. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Sometimes we reference words in Scripture or even just in our common language that if pushed, we really couldn't explain it or declare with confidence what it really means or use the right words to explain it. And so that's what happened to me this week when I used Casting Crown song, Oh My Soul, to inspire me to jump into Scripture. I'm going to talk about soul in a little bit, but I do want to mention that oftentimes when preparing for the podcast, I'm going to listen to the story behind the song. I want to see if there was a particular scripture that the writer of the song was thinking of that inspired some or all of the song. And I'm going to go ahead and link to the interview in the show notes, michellekneesat.com forward slash 192. That's where you can find show notes for today's episode. Um, But I'm going to link to a video interview with Mark Hall, and he is the lead singer of Casting Crowns. And he talks about finding out that he had cancer and the internal discussion that came up within him that is not unlike David's discussion with himself in Psalm 42. Now, the story behind the song was wonderful, but you know me, I I really just care about getting straight into scripture. And so off to Psalm 42, I went. But before we go there together, let's listen to the song that inspired this direction. talk to myself all the time. <laughs> and maybe you may be able to relate or you might say, hmm. Uh, but if you read the Psalms, David does too. And you can see it in Psalm 42 when he says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall ag- again praise him, my salvation and my God. Uh, Mark Hall, as I mentioned before in his interview, said something that shows up in the lyrics of the chorus. But in case you missed it, I want to draw attention to it. He said, sometimes the things you fear have to face the God you know. 
And when we are in uncertain times or tragic times, God doesn't change. He, he is still everything you knew him to be. And you will see David processing through this same line of thinking in Psalm 42. So the very first thing I did was to read straight through Psalm 42. This is known as reading in context. Um, in the Psalms, it's easy because they're self-contained. And it's my favorite Bible interaction tool exercise that I use when interacting with God's Word. I actually use several bites this week. That's what I call my Bible interaction tool exercises, bites. And uh, this was the first one, reading in context. But then as I read through Psalm 42, I discovered the word soul mentioned six times in the mere 11 verses of the psalm. So when I coupled that with the title of the song, I thought it appropriate to follow the bite of exploring a topic, and in this case, soul. So I started out, again, I mentioned at the top that I, I, I was like, well, what is a soul, you know, and can I, could I explain it? And so I went ahead and looked it up uh, just in the dictionary, the English language dictionary, and it said that, it's the, that the soul is the principle of life, feeling, thought, and action that humans regard as a distinct entity separate from the body and commonly held to be separable in existence from the body or the spiritual part of humans as distinct from the physical part. And that's, you know, pretty much, you know, when I, that's pretty much what I thought it was going to be. I don't know if I would have said it in those specific words, of course, but I went ahead and looked it up in the Hebrew as well, um, which is uh, nephris, and it is the living being, life, self, person, desire, passion, appetite, emotion. It's kind of everything we are uh, the, 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 uh, in, that's, that is uh, not our body, right? So pretty much the same thing, pretty much what I thought it was um, if I was asked to define it prior to verifying it through uh, definition. And so in my research this week, I also read this, that the human soul is central to the personhood of a human being. And George McDonald said this, you don't have a soul, you are a soul, you have a body. And I thought that was an interesting way to put it as well. So of course, for us, we are unified body and soul. We can't really separate the two. And so then my reading um, led me to read a lot about the difference between soul and spirit. And there are different theories out there. Um, some folks th think that they're interchangeable because they're in there are places in scripture that basically imply that they're interchangeable, soul and spirit. Some folks think that they are separate because there are places in scripture that kind of imply that they are separate. I honestly decided that in the grand scheme of things, that that discussion, while it was extremely interesting to me, didn't really impact my study for today. So I moved on. But if you really wanted to read that um, discussion, if that, if that kind of, I'd geek out on stuff like that. But if that, if you do too, um, I used the bite of consulting an outside resource or a commentary. And this time I used, um, a tool that I've often referenced on this podcast, which is Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. So you can check that out. Then I considered some of the characteristics of our soul as reflected in Scripture. And so you see that our soul worships God. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. We can worship God with our soul. Even Mary, the mother of Jesus, said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Our soul can 
pray to God. First uh, Samuel, Hannah is praying. It says, and and she's responding to a question about what she was doing. And she said, "I'm a woman troubled in spirit. I I'm not I'm not drunk." She was uh, accused of being <laughs> drinking. I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. So you, our soul can pray to God. Our soul can love God. Um, Deuteronomy six: You can you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And even Jesus said it in Mark chapter twelve: You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And our soul can rejoice and delight in God. Psalm thirty five: Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exulting in His salvation. Um, and our soul can desire God's word. A couple of weeks ago, we explored Psalm 119. And if you did any of it on your own, you might have run across verse 20. My soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. Okay, our, our soul can desire God's word. Another one from Psalm 119, uh, verse 167. My soul keeps your testimonies. I love them exceedingly. So I love that. And then I ran across a couple uh, more that are featured in our psalm this week. So Psalm 42, which is where we're going to stay. We learn um, that our soul can long and thirst for God and our soul can hope in God. So let's jump into Psalm 42. Let's look at the first five verses to um, uh, for this week on this week's podcast. All right. As a deer pants for flow, flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O oh my God. My soul thirsts for God and the living for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my God and my salvation. All right, now that we've looked at some of the characteristics of the soul leading into this section of scripture, let's really consider what we just read in Psalm 42. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. What a poetic picture of our very being longing for God. He goes on to say, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Have you ever been thirsty? I mean, the kind of thirsty where you can't really think of anything else until your thirst is quenched. This is the longing and the thirst that David has for God. And yes, we've been talking about our souls, but remember our soul and body are unified. They make up who we are as people. This is the kind of whole person longing that I want for God. I don't want the opposite of longing for God. I don't want a take it or leave it feeling toward God. You know, I want I want to long for him. And and David can't wait to appear before him. But then it leads into this statement. My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? So David is obviously very sad. And have you ever been in a situation where you wake up and go to bed in tears? You're just, or just a deep sorrow. 
Is this why he's so thirsty for God? You know, or maybe he's just sad despite his thirst for God. I'm not sure. But then his sorrow is compounded by those around him questioning God's very existence. I would love to say that whatever what other people think doesn't matter. But when you're in a vulnerable state, it cuts deep. And it may even cause additional turmoil and wrestling within you because of these outside jeers um, from others. And I want to say all that wrestling is okay. If it leads you to where it led David in this psalm, he says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul, there's that pouring out of a soul again, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. Now, what's the example here? Well, he wrestles with his sorrow and his pain, and he's wrestling with the outside jeers of others, and he does it um, from a couple of different, he does a couple different things with that. First, he remembers, and second, he remembers as he pours out his soul to God. We are very much a what have you done for me lately uh, followers of Christ. And uh, it's, it's, we're, we're not unique in that, by the way. Just read the Old Testament. Israelites were exactly like that as well. We're also very wonderful rehearsers of our sorrows instead of rehearsing God's faithfulness. And I have to confess to you, I have totally been doing that this week. And I don't want to be like that. I want to remember God's faithfulness. I want to rehearse his goodness. I don't want to rehearse my sorrows. I, I want to pour them out to him and then leave them at his feet and rehearse his goodness. Now, I find it interesting what David specifically chooses to remember. And he, he says how he, he remembers how he would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. And he remembers basically praising God in community with others. Don't skip over that. And there may be those of you listening right now who believe all you need is just you and Jesus. And while he is our all in all, he is. He didn't design us to be to, to do it solo. He designed us to worship and work for his glory with others. And so David remembers a time where where this was um was fruitful and big and large and and joyful. And next David was actually pouring out his soul to God. And how many times do we sit in our tears and never actually pour our soul out to God? You can't just think about it and count it as prayer. You can't pour your soul out to your friends or to others and count it as prayer. We need to pour our souls out to God, who is our salvation. He's our salvation. And next is where we started. You know, the psalm ends with the exact same phrasing as it as this section that we just read ends in verse 5. Verse 11 is kind of a reflection of that. And it says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. You know, David recognizes the state of his soul, and then he gives it a good talking to. <laughs> Hope in God. He will return to the throngs of praise. He will return to community with others. He and, and all of that brought his soul such joy. And but he's his hope is not in the throngs. His hope is in God. And then he declared 
who God is. God is our salvation. He's our God. You can declare it. Declare it like David did here. Pour your soul out to him. And then give your, good, your soul a good talking to and declare it with your mouth that God is your God and he is your salvation. Because in the end, I think the joy of our souls, the, the lack of tears and a deep connection with community, um, I think we think that's where our hope lies. I think we think if we're um, at peace and in community and have joy and no sorrow, that that's where our hope lies. But it doesn't. Our hope and our joy and our salvation is in God alone. That's who we should thirst for. And and the rest, they're just blessings and by, byproducts of a life that trusts and surrenders to God. So what's next? Well, read Psalm 42 for yourself. You know, I really only focused in on the first five verses. There are six more to explore. And you can kind of use the same pattern that we did today. Perhaps try the bite of reading it in several versions that might help you and definitely use the bite of reading it several times. It's 11 verses. Come on, you can read it at least once a day or several times a day and invest some time in God's word and then pour your soul out to God. Remember his faithfulness. You know, David has had his own memory of God's faithfulness. What's yours? What's your remembrance of God's faithfulness in this deep, dark, sorrowful time that you may be in? And then declare to your own soul. Give your soul a good talking to. Declare to your own soul who he is. While you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat or on Facebook. Michelle L. Nizat is my public page and let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, theoverflow.com for pointing their subscribers to this podcast, but more importantly, pointing them to God's word through music. When you subscribe to their trial, you will receive a 10-day series of devotions I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at theoverflow.com. And I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Kim from somewhere in the U.S., Christy from Texas, Miriam from the U.K., Tim from Missouri, Rochelle from Australia, Laura from New Jersey, and Kim from Ohio welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website, they benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. It's a great place to start. And subscribers will also benefit from an email I send once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You will get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the resources I create for my episodes from time to time. And it's all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. There are so many ways to listen to the podcast these days. We are now featured on Joy 103.1 every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern and always on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio. You can subscribe in iTunes as well. And if you do, while you're there, would you please leave me a written review and a star rating? This not only encourages me, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using The Way by Pat Barrett to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 242. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. 
Until next time, take time to meditate on God's Word and consider His ways.